That's pretty cool, isn't it? It's really neat to see all these things that God has done. And I, I listen to that. Like I, of course, I've heard, uh, I've seen that video lots of times now, and I've heard Jeff talk about it lots and lots of times. And, and then I get the chance to see it firsthand, you know, across the campuses. And I get so excited. Like, I love the vision of what we get a chance to do together. I love being part of something that's bigger than just us, you know? That's cool. I love the ridiculousness of 30 and 30, trying to, trying to start 30 campuses in 30 years. Like, even saying it out loud sounds crazy, you know, because churches just don't do that. And yet, here we are, you know, seven campuses in. It's amazing. I love the idea of planting an orchard or planting a forest instead of trying to grow one big tree. And I, and I can't wait for the day that I get a chance to sit in front of you and talk about the campus that we're launching out of the Barberton campus. What, that's what we're praying for. That's what we're looking forward toward. Really, really cool. This, this past week, I had a chance to just, just kind of sit down and think and remember uh, what the Lord's taken us through and what the last years specifically, but really the last two years of the life of our campus has, has been like. And so last year, I was actually looking at my old notes from last year's State of the Church, and last year we were the youngest campus. We, there, there was no campus younger than us. We were campus number four, and we were the youngest one. And now this year, there's three new campuses. There's three campuses that are, that are younger than us, and it's absolutely amazing. In fact, we have some folks uh, from our town center campus. You don't all have to stand up, but David, why don't you stand up for a second? If you want to do a curtsy or a bow or something like that, that's great. Yeah. Really cool. Our, our newest campus down there in Atlanta. Really neat. But I had a chance to just kind of think back and, you know, remember some of the stuff with this past year, and it was really cool. We're coming up on our two-year uh, anniversary of our launch. At Easter, it will officially be two years since, since we've been going. And, and in fact, this coming weekend is, is two years from our soft launch. We did like soft launch. We did some like practice services first. And you know, you think back, the first, if you're newer or maybe you're visiting this morning, we, uh, for the first 21 months of our history, we met at Barberton Elementary East. We met at an elementary school in Barberton and we set up and we tore down every week. So we had like these two big white trailers stuffed full of stuff of stuff, you know, and it took literally dozens of volunteers every single weekend, every single weekend for 21 months committed to setting up and tearing down and doing all of that hard work so that we could launch a campus to reach people in Barberton with the gospel. And, you know, there's so many different stories of like amazing things like relationships being built. The Two of the first three weekends that we did it, we had level two snow emergencies so, like, imagine towing these big, heavy trailers when you're not supposed to be on the road. It was like people were willing, people were willing to break the law to make this happen, right? Now it's just really cool. And it reminds me, like, you know, at first we're like, I hope we can do this. I hope we can, like, Grace Church never done a set up and tear down portable church kind of campus. And so we're figuring it out. And then we get going, we're like, we can do this, you know? Like, we can, we can do this. And it's not because we were anything all that special. We're not but it's because Jesus is doing what he said he would do. He's building his church, right? In Matthew 16, this is what it says. This is, what, this is Jesus' own words. He says, I will build my church, and the gates of Hades won't be able to overcome it. And we've seen that over the last two years. We've seen that. 
Jesus has faithfully been building his church. And so this, this past week, I asked the staff to just like think through, like remember this past year, some highlights for you. And, uh, and I just kind of put them together. Well, I'll just quickly go through these. We got some pictures and stuff too, just to remind you a little bit about some of the stuff that we've been through as a campus. So, you know, Tyler talked about Power Kids. Tyler Jensen is our uh, Power Kids intern. And so he talked about, you know, Bible camp. We teamed up with the Norton campus and did Bible camp this summer. It was an amazing time. Mr. Charlie and Mr. Tyler leading through that. And many of you volunteered in that as well. We did junior camp for our elementary students, which is like an overnight camp. My son went for the first time. It was like first time away from us for a week overnight. We were like freaking out. He was having the time of his life. You know, it was just amazing. We did, when we got this property, you know, we have, we have five acres here, which is awesome. And so we're like, what if we did a father-son camp out, you know, one night? And so we did. And it was 90 degrees. And what do you do when it's 90 degrees? You make a big bonfire. And so, you know, that's father-sons, right? And sleeping out in tents. It was awesome. And then the renovations, Tyler's remembering the renovations in this new space. You know, some of the most significant renovations that we did in this building is with our Power Kids area. We love kids. We value kids and students super, super high. We will sacrifice as adults to love them and serve them, right? And so there was all kinds of stuff that they did ripping out and kind of reformulating that area. My favorite part of the year was Tyler falling through the ceiling of the Power Kids area. Like literally he's trying to wire something up there and he stepped and he fell through and he's like his feet are dangling through the ceiling. It's my highlight of the year. I remember the July 4th stuff. We've had kind of this cool tradition over the last two years now of um, we couldn't get into the schools on 4th of July because it was a holiday. And so we said, well, what if we did a big party on 4th of July at Tuscora Park, one of the parks in Barberton, and we rent out the pavilion and we do a little worship in there and we just have like a bunch of food and games and we enjoy each other and we invite people from the community to come and hang out with us. And so the last couple of years we've done that, you know, and you got ultimate Frisbee and these wicked kickball games. I mean, it was just, it's just been a blast. One of the cool things with the schools, being uh, at the school, was that we got a chance to get to know the uh, staff, faculty, uh, the parents and the students. And so we had lots of chances to serve them this past year as well. So one of the things that we've done the last couple of years is backpacks. We went to the leaders of the school and we said, what could we, how could we best bless you? Like, how could we help the students here? And they said, you know, a lot of our kids can't afford school supplies and they come to school the next year with the same backpack they ended the previous year with. And that's hard for kids. Like, they, you know, to have something new is helpful. And so we said, why don't we do backpacks and we'll fill them with all the school supplies for the year for them. And so that's what we did. And then we got a chance to pass them out to the families, which was amazing. And then the next day, we did a little luncheon for the teachers, you know, their first day back to school after the summer break. And it was an awesome way to just love on them and serve them. And this year, it was really cool. We did this last year, too. But this year, um, for the first time, they asked me to pray for, their, for them for the year. They said, would you just pray over us for, for the school year? And so I got a chance to do that. And then we did Halloween, like trunk or treat Halloween party as well. And this year was, last year was amazing. This year was like double what it was last year. So we did it in the back parking lot of the school. And we had, I don't know, 40, 45 cars with their trunks open, tons of candy. And there were tons of people coming through there, most of whom we had never met before. I mean, it was just, it was a blast. I think about our student ministry. Josiah talked about our student ministry and highlights for him. One of the highlights for me was hiring Josiah. He came on halfway through the year and he's been an incredible fit, incredible blessing 
Mary, another one of our young leaders, our next generation leaders. And uh, we were able to, this year, get this property. And so all of a sudden, he had a place to do student ministries, which is really neat. Uh, we did service projects, like at the pregnancy center, the picture up on the left there. Um, Ty, or, I'm sorry, Josiah began an outreach Bible study over at the middle school, which was one of our big initiatives. Like, let's, let's go to them and let's see if, if kids show up. Like, let's have a Bible study. And so they have 12 to 17, I think, students every week that come to this Bible study that he's doing over at the middle school. Just an awesome time with these students that, in fact, one of them are being baptized this morning, which are excited. Just an awesome time reaching out and loving students. Our first impressions ministry, which is like um, welcome center, ushers, greeters, uh, hospitality, parking team, safety team, uh, cleaning team, muggers. Some of you have been mugged, yet, which sounds terrible, but we like bring a mug to your house and just say, thanks for coming to Grace Church. But all of those teams, we have about 50 people that are volunteering regularly in those teams, which is amazing, sacrificing selflessly their time and their energy to serve other people. By the way, we could use more people on those teams as well. Uh, John talked about the creative arts ministries and uh, this is really cool because now all of a sudden we have a building and there's lots of different things that we could do when we have a building. One of the cool things we did this year was when we came over here, we started Sunday morning services. At the school, we just used to do Saturday night and now we have Sunday morning services. And so, I don't know if you know this or not, but we actually have two bands. We have a band on Saturday night and then we have a band on Sunday morning. And so John raising up more musicians and singers to be a part of that. Now we can do set design. We have a set design team and uh, we did a worship night, our first worship night as a campus. Uh, just some cool stuff that way. I think about a lot of the different outside the walls of the church things that we've had a chance to do, like just ways to love and serve the community. And so we did a community cleanup day. You know, Barbara has a cleanup day and we're like, we're in, we'll help. Like, tell us where to go. We'll send a bunch of people to clean things up. And so we had a chance to do that at one of the parks in Barberton. We did the shoe project uh, this fall, not too long ago, where we we're collecting shoes from our neighbors to send over to folks in Africa that had need that way. And it, what it did is it allowed us to have conversations with our neighbors and get to know them in a, in a not weird way, right? But get to know them and develop relationships with them. Uh, we did a prayer walk. This was, this was one of my highlights for the year. When, when we got this building, right before we were going to have our first services, we had about 20 people. In fact, it's that upper right-hand picture there. We had about 20 people that met at the school in, at night and walked over to uh, this building. It's about a two-mile walk, and we just prayed the whole time for the community, through the community, and for the community. It was a really cool time. We did a, we did a uh, CrossFit Bible study this year. We're like, there's a lot of people at CrossFit that don't go to church. What if we did a Bible study over there? You know, it was just a cool time getting to know them. And then I think about things that happened inside, like all of this sort of stuff, inside the walls of the church. You know, we do services. We do uh, like special services, like communion services. We do child dedications, like what we did last week. We had uh, eight families that said we want to dedicate our children and our parenting to the Lord. We want to raise our kids with Jesus as the center of their household. We do baptisms. We did a bunch of baptisms last year. We're starting the year off the right way this year. Funerals, hospital visitations, like all of this stuff where people are coming to us and we get a chance to tell them the good news about Jesus. And here's the thing. It's because of you guys. 
Like all of this stuff is, is possible and has happened, not because like I'm a great pastor or the staff's a great staff, although they are a great staff, but all this happens because we have, you know, 350 people that are connected to our campus that say, I'll help, like I'll, I'll serve, I'll make a difference. I'll use, I may not have much, but I'll use my gifts, my passions, my, my desires to make a difference in other people's lives. And so I wanna thank you guys so very much for your faithfulness. So many of you give so sacrificially uh, in lots of different ways, money, time, resources, all of that. And all this is possible as we reflect back because of you guys, what you've done. Last year, when I sat here, I said, I, there's three things that I want us to um, like focus on this coming year, like where we're at one year in, where we're at as a campus, three things that we want to focus on. And it's cool to see, I, I'll just quickly share them with you, it's cool to see how God answered those prayers and did the things that we were hoping that he would do. The first one we said is organize. So we're like, all right, we're one year into this. We got everything going. Now we need to like reorganize things. We need to restructure things. We need to get people in the right places. We need to raise up new leaders to step in to do some things. We need to fill out our staff. We had a couple holes on our staff that we were looking to hire. And it's amazing to see how God has answered those prayers, like how God has done just that. And we said we need to do it so that we could maximize growth. So we have lots of new people and we're like, we want to serve. We want to care for and shepherd the new people that God's bringing us. And so we need to reorganize. And that's exactly what he's done over this past year. It's amazing. The second thing we said is we want to plant roots in the community. So we're meeting at a school. We had the school for seven hours a week. That's it. Seven hours a week in Barberton. We're like, we need a seven day a week presence in Barberton. And so we prayed, 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 prayed for so long that God would give us some real estate in Barberton where we could do ministry seven days a week. And early last year, not too long after our, our state of the church last year, God can, reconnected me with the folks that were meeting here. There used to be a church that was meeting here that was struggling and um, they were ready to turn things over to us. And so we got a chance to come in and love on them and shepherd them, do some tweaks to the building. And here we are today uh, with a beautiful building, uh, newly renovated building on five acres in Barberton. It's amazing. And then we also have this piece of property that's on the other kind of near where the school is that uh, we had been looking at for a long, long time as a future place that we could build a building down the road. Um, this place isn't real big, right? So it was a future place. And we've come to terms with that. We're um, in the process of doing due diligence with that as kind of a long-term solution for us when we outgrow this place. And so you just think about how God has answered that prayer of planting roots in the community. And then the last thing we said is we want to expand everything we're doing. You know, so we got it going. We need to reorganize and restructure. And we want to grow these things. Like healthy things grow, right? And so we want to grow this, these ministries. And so what I said was we're going to try lots of new things this year. I'll say that again for this year. We're going to try lots of new things. And when you try new things, what happens many times? You fail, right? Like there's things you try, they're like, eh, that didn't work too well. It's okay. We're going to fail at things. We failed at things this year. We're going to fail at things next year. And that's okay. We won't let fear of failure keep us back from trying new things. Remember last week I was talking about, are we going to be led by fear or are we going to be led by faith? We're not going to be people that are going to be led by fear, especially fear of failure. And so this past year, you know, we got a chance to see as we stepped out and tried a bunch of new things, we got a chance to see God grow things. 
And so the number of volunteers that are committed to serve each week has grown pretty significantly. The, the number of kids that we get a chance to love and serve in Power Kids ministry, just the Power Kids ministry, has grown by about 15%, which is awesome. It's 15% more kids this year than last year. And then the number of people at our weekend stuff, like all of this, Power Kids, adults included, has grown about the same, about 14%. And since we've been over at this building, since we actually, the Lord's provided real estate for us in Barberton, we've grown about 20% in the last two and a half months, something like that. And so I say all that because God gets glory, right? I mean, he has so faithfully taken care of us. And so now we sit at 2017, right? We're like at the beginning of 2017 and we're like, huh, I wonder what this is going to be like, you know? Like, I wonder, like you, you sit and you dream a little bit and you hope. And I know this, um, it's going to be crazy, right? Like the coming year is going to be crazy because every year is crazy when you're trying to do church the way that we're doing church. It's going to be hard. It's going to be challenging. It's going to be risky. It's going to require a whole lot of effort, but we're not afraid to do hard things, right? That's, that's actually one of our values at Grace Church. We, we do hard things, things that other people maybe don't want to do. We'll go, yeah, we'll do it. If it'll make a difference for the kingdom of God, we'll do that. We'll sacrifice. We'll take the risk. We'll do hard things to make things happen with Jesus. And so we expect that. That's kind of been the history so far, and we expect that moving forward. So let me give you, just looking at the new year um, quickly, let me give you three things, three focuses for us this coming year. So last year, you know, was, was organize, plant roots, and expand. This year I have three things that I really want us to focus on. Here's the first one. The first one is reach, reach. And here's what I mean by that. So there are about 26,000 people in Barberton. That's the population. It's actually a little bit less than 26,000 people. So the population has declined over the, uh, for quite some time now. So we're a little bit under 26,000. 26,000 people living in the Barberton community. And here's the thing. Most of them will never think about walking through the doors of our church. Right? Like, that's not pessimism. It's just reality. Most of them will never even think about it. It's not even on their radar, right? I mean, it's, it's not even something that, that goes through their mind when they're struggling or dealing with problems. And so as I sit here this morning and this week, like thinking through what is our, what is our focus for this coming year, I think I'm not okay with that. You know, like there should be some discontent when we think about that, that all of these people that we're here to love and serve and introduce to Jesus will never come to us. And so what we've said is, we're going to go to them. We're going to go to them. We're going to reach out to them. And here's what I mean by that. I'm scared to say this out loud because it's a big, gigantic, huge goal. But our goal, what we're working on right now, we're devising a plan to begin a process of trying to have personal, some sort of personal interaction with everybody in this community. 26,000 people. It's one of our goals this year. And we're, we'll start out small. I don't think we're going to do it all in a year. We have, like, say, 350, maybe 400 people that are connected to our campus. We can reach 26,000 people if we're intentional with it and if we're all in. So that's going to be a bit. You're going to hear more about this in the coming weeks and the coming months moving forward. But we, we're not okay with them not ever coming to us. We're going to go to them. So our first one is reach, okay? 
Second one is ownership. So I want to help each of us that calls Grace Church Barberton Campus our home to take the next level of ownership. So instead of seeing it as um, his church or their church or Pastor Jeff's church or John Case's church, I want people to see it as my church, right? And so what does that look like? I don't know. It looks different for each of us. Like what is, think about in your own mind, like what does it look like for me to take the next level of ownership? So maybe you're coming, your, your experience with Grace Church so far is you come to services. That's awesome. We're so glad that you're here. Everybody kind of needs to start there, right? But you're coming to services. Maybe the next step for you is to think, how could I serve? Like, how could I give of my time and my energy selflessly to make a difference with other people, right? Maybe that's your next step. Maybe you sit here this morning, you're like, I go to services, I'm already committed to serving. Maybe for you, it's, um, I wanna, now I'm ready to like give to the vision of Grace Church, to give financially to the vision of Grace Church. Maybe I've not done that in the past. And I'm like, I'm experiencing the, the benefits of it. All of this stuff takes money, right? It takes resources to make these things happen, to buy a building, to have real estate. It takes that. Maybe for you, that's the next step. You're like, yeah. I think I need to start giving. I think I need to start uh, sacrificing that way. Or maybe for you, you're, you're already doing all that. Maybe for you, your next step is like, I need to think about what it looks like for me to reach outside the walls of the church and have interactions with people that are not connected, share my faith with them, what Jesus has done in my life, and invite them to be a part of things. Maybe for you, that's your next step. All of that is ownership stuff. If we could all get ownership of our campuses, imagine what God can do. Like if, it, if, it's, if the responsibility is given over 200, 300, 400 people, imagine how that changes things. So that's our second thing. Last thing is belong. I, I really feel like we need to put new effort into helping our folks understand the value of biblical community. Like what it looks like to be in community the way the Bible defines community. We have so many folks that are struggling in a lot of different ways, right? Like life is hard, I get it. Yeah, circumstances many times put us in like these deep valleys where we need people, right? We have a lot of people that are lonely. I'm like, man, we got each other. Like if the church is functioning the way the church should function, we should never have lonely people because we got relationships, we got people. And so we have like these groups that are set up, we call them grace groups, that are meant to help people get in community with each other, with people that are different than them, that are imperfect, that sometimes get on your nerves, right? Like that's all part of it, but they love Jesus and they're looking to grow in him, in their relationship with him in their life. And so one of our goals this year, and this is a, is a big goal too, is to increase the number of people in biblical community by 50% which is a lot, but I think we can do it. So that's kind of where we're at looking forward. Here's my prayer for us. Uh, and this is kind of how I want to end our time before we transition into baptisms. Here's my prayer for us for this coming year. It's actually a, a prayer that Paul prayed, the Apostle Paul prayed for a group of Christians, a group of people, a church in Ephesus. And so this is in Ephesians chapter one. We'll throw it up on the screen. Think about, think about what it looks like for you to apply this prayer to your own life. If Paul or myself were praying this for you, what would it look like for this to flesh out in your own life? That's what he says. He says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he's called you 
the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand, at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in this present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. So, so let, me, let me tell you why that's my prayer for us. Let me, let me break it down quickly into four things, four specific prayers. Here's the first one. This is how he starts. He says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Here's my prayer, that God would give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation so that in this coming year, you and I will get to know him better. Imagine if, if this year, like maybe you sit here this morning and you're like, yeah, I, I'm not a follower of Jesus. I'm investigating all this. Or maybe you're here, you're like, yeah, I'm here because somebody I know is getting baptized and they invited me to come. It's, it's cool. It's fine. Maybe you're here this morning and you're investigating Jesus. The next step for you in getting to know him better is to accept him, is to accept him. Maybe this morning you sit here and you're like, yeah, I've accepted him. We got three people at this service that are like, I've accepted Jesus. Maybe the next step for you is to mature in your relationship with him, to get to know him better. Maybe you sit here this morning and you're like, yeah, I, I've accepted him. I'm maturing in him. Maybe the next step for you is to impact those around you with what he's done in your life. What does it look like for you in your life to get to know Jesus better? All of those things center around our relationship with him. Paul goes on, he says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he's called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance and his holy people. Here's my prayer, that God would enlighten our hearts so that we don't get caught up in just thinking about all of the stuff of today, all of the challenges of today, but instead we keep our eyes on eternity, that we would keep our eyes on our glorious future inheritance that we have in Jesus. It is really easy for us to live our life just looking forward, just thinking about what I got to do today, what I got to do tomorrow, what I got to do the next day, right? But this life is not all that there is. There's a life to come, and when we live our lives with that as our focus, it changes the way that we live today, right? Many of the things that we struggle with and stress about today are really not that important when we think about eternity, right? The next thing he says, he says, and his incomparably great power for us who believe, the power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion and every name that's invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. Here's my prayer that God would help us understand the power that he gives us to live our lives with purpose, with his purpose, and to live on mission for him. See, some of, some of us need to hear this this morning. We, we're not weak, powerless people. Not, not if you have Jesus in your life, tossed about by the waves of life. If life is really good, I'm feeling really good. When life throws me some lemons, I am like down in the dumps. We don't have to be that way. You know why? He gives us power because he gives us his very spirit to live inside of us. 
Like wrap your mind around this. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is living inside of you and me. I just try to, try to think of the implications for your life. Man, that we would understand and live in the power that he gives us. Last thing, fourth thing. God placed all things under his feet and he appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Here's my prayer, that God would help us recognize that Jesus is the head over everything. Everything. He's not just part of my life. That's not the role that he wants. He doesn't just want to be a piece of my life. That's not what he wants. He wants to be first. He wants to be primary. He wants to be above everything. He wants to be our greatest priority in how we live our life day by day. And, here, and here's the beautiful thing. Like when we give God that place in our life, our life becomes full and satisfying in a very, very different way. It becomes full and satisfying in a way that we could never experience otherwise. I think about those things, like that prayer, and I think, man, if we could get that, I get excited about that. I get emotional about that. I think if we could get that, if we could live that out in our lives this year consistently, we won't do it perfectly, but if we could do it consistently, imagine how your year could be different. Imagine the impact that you could have for Jesus, the impact for his kingdom. So, so let me just wrap up with this. I, some really practical ways that we could do this right now. Here, here's the first thing. If you want to get to know him better, here's, here's the first thing I would say. Read his word. I bet you have people in your life that you know that are um, committed Christians that you look at their life and you go, man, they, they like got it pretty well together. I want to I be like them. I'll bet you have people in your life that way. Here's the thing. I can guarantee you, I can guarantee you that this is a part of their life consistently. We have, we have a series coming up next week that we're going to start. I'm excited about this. It's First uh, John. It's a really catchy title, First John. <laughs> but uh, we're going to spend five weeks going through this letter. If you haven't read, First, first John is five chapters long. It literally will take you 15 minutes to read, 20 minutes tops, right? I'm going to challenge you every week of that series to read the book. Like go home that week and read it. Sometimes when we read things over and over, like not just once, there's a depth that we get that we couldn't get otherwise, right? So I'm going to challenge you. So maybe, maybe like this has not been part of your rhythm in, in your life for a while. Read First John. Like take the time to do that each week and just see what God does. Just see how he affects your heart when this is a part of your life. That's the first thing. Here's the second thing. Be part of biblical community. Like whether you're from Grace Church or you're from another place, like you need, if you, if you want to get to know Jesus better, you need people in your life that also want to get to know Jesus better, that you're spending time with, that you're hanging out with. If we just hang out with people that God is not part of their life, it'll pull us away from him. That's just what naturally happens. I bet you've seen it to be true. If you want to grow, part of growing in your relationship with God this year will be surround yourself, not all the time, but consistently have a group of people in your life that love him that you're going through life with. We have grace groups here that are helpful. If we can help you be a part of something like that, we would love to do that. And then the last thing, the third thing, uh, one of the things that will immediately help you if you walk out of here is to make the decision to give your life away. And here's what I mean by that. 
to, to do some things in your life sacrificially, to make the decision to do some things in your life selflessly, where you are not the direct beneficiary of what you're doing, right? Like if I'm honest, when I think about my life, a lot of things that I do, I am the direct beneficiary many times. There is a sense of joy and satisfaction and fullness when I do things where I am not the direct beneficiary, but other people are. And here's what happens. God many times, most of the time, uses those things to bless us as well. We have lots of different ways for you to do that in the church. Lots of different ways that we can encourage you to do that outside the church. If we could be helpful with that, we'd love to do that too. You can mark it on your connection card that you have. You can mark, anything you mark on there, we'll follow up this week and we will help you any way we possibly can. Make sense? We got 2017 ahead of us. It can be an incredible year if we allow God to do what he wants to do inside of us.